It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with me this week. I went to an awesome event over the weekend. It was entitled... Safe Kids Worldwide. And the reason for me that this is important is that, you know, for most people in relationships, you know, their love life, their sex life, when there's children involved, it puts a lot of stress on relationships. And, I mean, how can it help but? Mainly because, you know, you have this dynamic of all of a sudden you have this third person or a fourth person or however many that then takes up your life, your resources, your time, everything. And yet one of the biggest things that people and their sex lives want to do is to keep their children safe. So this event, uh, Safe, Kids, uh, Safe Kids Day, uh, the number one sponsor was Nationwide, but there was FedEx, Johnson & Johnson, Kitty, uh, Chevy, Tide. And the big thing that they look at is what are the things where you can keep your children safe because one of the other things that happens for many parents is that when there has been an accident or there has been something that's been a real health impact on their children, the result of their sex life, they often, their relationships often do not fare well. As a matter of fact, the divorce rate among children particularly where it's a, the mother has her whole entire focus on the children, it, it, they, they skyrocket. So what, it, what this had, though, and one of the things that's great about being here in L.A. is it's a very leveling field to have celebrities arrive and they're with their children because the big thing about celebrities is for the majority of them, they just want to be someone's mom. I remember hearing Diana Ross say, I love knowing that I'm just so-and-so's mom. You know, I'm not this singer. I'm not, you know, part of the Supremes. Um, And do uh, excuse, it might be a little background noise. I happen to live close by a private airfield, so (laughs) sometimes there's those jets taking off. Anyway, so the big thing that people can learn about is the you know different types of car safety. Distracted driving now is one of the number one things, and all you have to do is just drive yourself, and you're going to see people on the phone when they shouldn't be, or texting when they shouldn't be. And think about it: every single sign on the road is designed to take your attention away from your attention on the car, right? 
So, but there's there's fire safety. There was um, driving safety, swimming safety, dancing. They were able to play with some baby animals. They were able to do you know face painting, graffiti wall, and of course all kinds of different types of food. But the big thing that this did is it normalized so much of the things that these parents wanted to do and have with their kids and in a very kid-friendly environment. There are many times that people just aren't even aware of the things that, you know, can be incredibly, um, you know, at-risk things for the children. I mean, just last week, a little girl ended up strangling. She was away from her mother for five minutes, and she ended up strangling in the cords from Venetian blinds. And completely preventable. Another woman talking about her son. The TV was not attached to the wall. And the TV fell over and, you know, they were lucky that he, you know, lived. He had to have a series of uh, uh, surgeries. Another IKEA is looking into calling, you know, back a particular dresser because they've had three children who have been killed and crushed by these dressers. You know, they pull out the drawers and then climb up them. Well... So the big thing about this that I liked is that it was very family-friendly. The kids got to be kids. And honestly, I didn't think I, in there were 700-plus people who were there, 800-plus people actually, I think I only heard one child being upset and crying. All the rest of them were having a ball, and they didn't want to leave. So this event called Safe Kids Day, presented by Safe Kids Worldwide. They have them across the country. I'll put a link so people can go and look at them. But they are, it, it, this was a fundraising event to have people come. And the celebs came with their kids. Jeff Goldblum was there with his. Um, uh, Kelly Rowland was. There was the, um, the whole thing of it, though, is in my mind, is take care of that that you love. And... That's the focus of this because for most people, they have a child and they uh, what they think of with that child is what their future can be, and they want to protect that. So, anyways, that's a good thing. I'm going to make put some other things um, on my uh, site for you and, and make sure that you're able to get a hold of that. Another thing, I thought this was pretty funny. There's a website called beautifulpeople.com, and apparently it got hacked last year, and the couple that created it, you know, she looks, you know, a very attractive couple. But they wanted to have people, only people that, who had been voted to be um, good-looking enough or, you know, income enough or something could be considered to be part of this very exclusive online group, whether it's for dating or, or introductions or for, you know, business networking. And <laughs> what they do is they have everyone votes to make sure that, you know, this this person is um, up to what they consider to be their standards. And, you know, one of the things that if the only thing you're looking at is what someone looks like and what their bank balance is, I mean, you just got to wait for the fact that these things are going to change (laughs) because they always do. They could go up, they could go down, someone may, you know, so things may sort of remain as sort of status quo for X number of years, but for many people, they didn't necessarily win the, you know, the, the beautiful gene contest, so they may age differently. They may focus on being, you know, a tremendous parent or, you know, tremendous accountant. 
But I thought that, you know, the fact that these people had been hacked, it was by the people who they considered to be too ugly, apparently. And, you know, that's something that keeps you separate. It isn't something that has you be kind and loving to other people. So speaking of being kind and loving, one of the things that many people do when they want to be kind and loving is they want to celebrate something with someone, celebrate a birthday, celebrate an event, celebrate, you know, someone's wedding, you know, their bat mitzvah, their quinceanceria, something that acknowledges someone. And when one does that, you know, that's, It makes people just feel you get happy, you feel grateful, and, you know, when you do that for someone for their birthdays, and then you capture those pictures, those are the things, no one can pay enough money to create memories, right? I mean, no one can, I mean, I remember hearing of a woman who I grew up with, actually, and the photographer for her wedding, destroyed and ruined all of her pictures. Some of them didn't take. I mean, there was, like, no pictures of her wedding. And then the photographer said, well, you can just put your dress back on and, you know, I'll take the pictures again. What? You can't capture that magic again. So whenever you are doing something that's celebrating or doing something nice for someone, have it be in in a, a feeling of gratitude. Gratitude is something that in your relationship, in what your work is, in what, you know, and if you wake up in the morning and you're happy to be waking up, that's a good start. If you wake up in the morning and you're kind of like, I, you know, I like the person that I am today, I like the person that I'm with, you are likely going to have so much of a better day than you could possibly imagine. And, you know, I also was looking today um, over the weekend What do you do, you know, we talk about what do you do when you want to celebrate with someone, when you want to build something, when you want to make someone feel good. And then what happens when someone suffers a health crisis? And that happened to a person that I know over this weekend where it was literally like a full-blown mental breakdown into a complete manic state. And... There are times when people have this happen as a result of whether it's, you know, medication or not medication, but this was someone who, in your wildest dreams, you never would have expected this. And so, you know, it was more of putting out into the universe, wow, I am, you know, I want him and his family to be okay. He is apparently now being taken care of, but... He had gone online and he'd been contacting people and he just wasn't himself. And people were like, what in heaven's name is so-and-so doing? So, again, how do you celebrate and then how do you take care of someone who's going through a crisis? Those two things will tell you a lot about who you are as a person in relationships, who you are as a person on this planet. And because there's many times... If people are having health crises, people won't have anything to do with them. They will just ignore them. And I doubt very much that most people would do that in their own family. Yet, they do. And I'm thinking of Carmen Electra, who didn't really even realize how sick her mother was 
when she was first starting out her career. And to this day, you know, she finally has sort of dealt, dealt with it, but felt tremendous regret over not having been aware of how ill her mom was before she died of cancer. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about miracles and how you can make miracles in your life, in your relationship, and in your sex life. So please stay with me. We'll be back after these tunes. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. about the hound dog that participated in a 13-mile race in Elkmont, Alabama? According to Runner's World, the two-and-a-half-year-old hound dog named Ludivine was just horb-gorbling in her backyard when she heard the runners lining up for the trackless train track half marathon in the distance. Somehow, she found her way to the starting line and began sprinting alongside the other runners. According to Keith Henry, the winner of the race, Ludivine cut in front of him and the other runners several times. They had to be careful not to trip over the pooch. As it turned out, Ludivine crossed the finish line in seventh place with a time of one hour and 33 minutes. According to her owner, that was a pretty impressive showing for a normally Scabberlacher dog. Scabberlacher is another word for lazy. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. is your spare time worth they say time is money but the value of your non-working time also depends on how much you'd be willing to pay to eliminate time-wasting activities like standing in line or sitting in traffic what's another word for the dislike of waiting macrophobia an oslo-based online marketplace kind of like a norwegian craigslist created a calculator that determines how much your time is worth and how much you'd be willing to pay to get out of annoying and time-consuming tasks You'll need to plug in how many hours you work and sleep during the day, along with how much you earn every month. You'll also have to ask yourself questions like, would you book an airline ticket with layovers instead of a direct flight just because it was cheaper? What's another word for the dislike of work? Phonophobia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And if you do have any questions, you can always just, you know, uh, go to my website, uh, loupaget.com, and hit the contact button, and a uh, message will be sent straight to me, and I can answer it for you. I, I do that on a regular basis for people. And one of the things that 
I think when we look at what our world is and what our relationships are and our sex life, I think the thing that we also have to be well aware of is where do we get our information from, right? So I was just, uh, Morgan uh, Freeman has a Facebook post, and it's so true that everything you see on TV is designed to dumb you down. Everything you see on TV is designed to make you fearful. Um, It's designed to have you be nervous that you are not in control, that there are terrorists around every corner, that your money is not safe, you are not safe. Why do you think the number one show on TV is NCIS? And it's always about, they're constantly, I mean, I'm just like, oh, yawn. I I never watch it. I, I did for a while, and then I just said, I cannot watch this crap any longer. Because what it does is it's like it's pouring garbage into your head. So then you are believing and thinking that garbage. Remember I said how you feel and what you are like when you get up in the morning? That's what I'm wanting people to focus on. How do you feel? And so when I go to look for news or go to look for something that I think will be of interest for my listeners, I've got to tell you, it's pretty darn hard to find just good news or news that is uplifting. The majority of it is of someone having done something heinous or this person losing out on this or, I mean, there's a rabbi in, you know, the Hamptons who's been married five times and is now taken up with another person and finally the congregants of this synagogue said, that's it, you're out of here, pal. We're, you know, we're paying you 500000 800000 a year, and meanwhile, you're fooling around with people who are in the synagogue. Uh, no. So, I mean, I mean, that's just, that's almost, it's almost like how could people not see what was going on with this person? And so I, when I look for stuff, I look for news that's going to make people feel good. Because the more that people feel good, the more they're going to feel connected to themselves and to their partners. And because when you're nervous and stressed and and upset, um, not much can make you feel good. Uh, I mean, think about this for a moment. One of the biggest things that takes away from anyone's ability to feel connected to someone is when they're stressed out. They're stressed. They can't sleep. They, um, their adrenals are shot. They, you know, so the healthy body thing. And you know what? That healthy body's not going to take you a long time to get. Seriously, ten minutes a day. You do not have to spend forty-five minutes on a treadmill. If you do ten intense minutes a day, ten to twenty every second day, you are going to do just fine. The real thing about it is the consistency. You have to maintain doing it. And, you know, just keep a little log if you want. You know, walk up the stairs. I have a girlfriend who she doesn't go to a gym. She would like to be able to. But as she said, I'm, no, I'm running around all day, constantly. She's up and down the stairs. She's running from building to building. And, you know, so she's not sitting there, uh, like a little lump in front of a screen all day. She's in, you know, she's in motion. So let's talk about miracles. Let's say you want to create a miracle in your sex life, okay? And the first thing I'm going to tell you, the first 
thought you cannot have into your head is it won't happen for me. Yes, it can, and yes, it will, if your thoughts are the right way, okay? Now, let's say that you have not been having enjoyable sex, or let's say you haven't been talking about not having enjoyable sex, or you might have been having painful sex, and that can be for a number of reasons, either, you know, in the middle of, you know, post uh, menopausally, or if you've given birth to a child, your hormones have dropped off, or you're perimenopausal, or you're on birth control. I mean, there's many reasons why, for women, there is pain and discomfort during intercourse. And in large part, for, for some of these women, there's no way that just using lubricant is going to be the thing. No amount of lubricant is going to change that. What's going to change it is being able to change the tissue. So I actually have a card here from a woman who I sat beside when I was just back in Minneapolis, and she um, said, you know, my husband and I are more like, she said, we're more like brother and sister, and she says, as a matter of fact, she said, we are like brother and sister, and she said, and I don't want it to be like that, so I'm going to be checking on some things for her to make sure that she can get um, some products that are non-hormonal, that can assist because she said it's just, you know, I'm, there's, I don't have really much sensation anymore. When, when the estrogens drop off, for many women, this is a problem. So that's one of the things, taking care of your body, feeling good about your body. Do you have self-confidence about it? And you know something? I like that there's so many different women now online talking about their own body confidence. And there are so few women who are built like, you know, the beauty queens and the supermodels, and yet that's what we're supposed to be like, and that's not the rest of the world. And we need to say, hey, I think that's nice that you look like that, but that's not me. I'm never, I'm never going to be six feet. I'm, you know, quite happy at, you know, 5'7", but... At one point, I thought, oh, it would be so great to be like 5'10", 5'11". And my girlfriends have said, no, you wouldn't like that. And I said, why? And they said, because you can't find as many people to date. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I, I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. But the real thing is you have to be happy in the body that you are in right now. Not when you lose X amount of weight. Not when something else happens. I mean, listen, if you do or are you, if you are or know someone who is morbidly obese, yeah, that's a real health issue, okay? You need to take care of you so that you can have a life that you enjoy and share a life that you enjoy. So um, one of the things I look at is the miracle. And remember, when you want to create a miracle, whether it's creating your, you know, your healthy body or it can, you know, and, and miracles themselves are things that you go, oh, that would be amazing to have. And if you think about it long enough, those little, you know, energetically, your thoughts are things, energetically, you're going to be pulling things in. So consider this. Your miracles are not outside of you. They're actually inside of you, okay? In the same way, your future is inside of you. It's not outside of you. How you want your future to look is 100% inside of you. Are you looking at your world as it has great things 
for you or great things for your partner? Are you looking for a future with a tremendous partner? You know, I think we've all seen people who they think they found the one and it seems to be, but then things don't work out. Well, I would much rather people know that someone is not the person to go forward with, you know, into a moving in situation or potentially a marriage situation than to stay in something where it does not take care of your heart. That is just brutal. I mean, we know, I mean, oh, here's a great thing. Dana Delaney was on the Steve Harvey show. It was a clip that I just saw online. And she looks phenomenal. And he said, um, so, you know, how are you? he said, do you tell people how old you are? And she said, yeah, I do. And he said, okay. And she said, I'm going to be turning 60. And this woman looks stunning. And he, she said, he said, so what's your secret? And she said, you know, I get asked that all the time. And she said, first off, and this, I thought was really cute. She said, I'm not married. And she said, and what we do know from studies is that women who are not married have the least amount of stress in their lives compared to married women and compared to women with children. And then she said, and I don't have any children. So she doesn't have that stress. And then she said, and I drink a lot of wine. And I'm like, here, here. <laughs> you go, girl. I love that. But what she what she said and what she gave the message delivery of to women is, look, you can live your life the way you want, and you don't have to live by someone else's standards. Live by yours. Be happy. And, you know, you can have things in your life. Your, your miracle may be that you want to have children. Your miracle may be that you want to change the relationship you're in. And I'm going to talk about that. We're coming up to the second break here in about a minute. But I'm going to be talking about miracles on how to change your relationship after the break because I've watched lots of people do it. And, you know, even those times when they think, oh, there is, it is completely freaking hopeless. It's not. As long as, well, the moment that you are stonewalled, well, that's another matter altogether. But for the majority of people, if they want to change their relationship, if they want a miracle in their relationship or a miracle in their sex life, they can do it. So your miracles are, they're all up to you. It's not someone else. It is you and how you're thinking. And I'm sure you may have heard me say this before. The important thing to do is have it be in the moment. Like, I am grateful. Not I'm going to be grateful. I am grateful and I am happy. So that's that nowness, and it is you're not waiting for something. You're creating it at, at this moment. Here come the tunes, and when we come back, I'll talk about miracles and changing your relationship. This is sex. 
Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Padgett, techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park Ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagophrenia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. This is the TokiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again. At the top of the show, I had spoken about the uh, organization called Safe Kids Worldwide and their Safe Kids Day. And uh, what I said I would be talking about when we came back from this break is talking about miracles. And one of my guests to that event happens to be someone who did create miracles in her relationship and in her world. And she created, um, her name is Allie Lopreet, and she has a... Uh, show entitled This Little Parent Could. And what she wanted to do, her miracle, was that she wanted to be able to spend time with her children and not in a job that did not, you know, wasn't as concerned about her children so that she could give her children the values that she wanted and create a job and a way to make money out of the house, you know, while being at home and raising her children with her values. So that was one of the things, and I have to say, 
her sons um, are absolutely lovely young men. And if I hadn't gone into the area of sexuality, what I would have gone into was manners, etiquette, and deportment, because that's what I knew. And her sons are so well-mannered. They are delightful. But the miracle that she wanted to create was she wanted to create a change in the relationship with her and her husband so that they could parent the way they wanted to and they could be able to, you know, have this, you know, create this life for themselves and their children. And she has done it because, I mean, how how stressed, you know, you know, she is, how stressed, you know, you are. I mean, the one thing that I have, an, uh, another girlfriend of mine who her relationship completely changed, not because she kept telling her husband. I mean, I'm telling you seriously, three years ago, she literally had the clock ticking for the end of the relationship. She was like, you know, as soon as their son is out of high school, they're divorcing. It was like a done deal. No question. And she was okay with that. She really was. She had tried as many things as she could. She had tried to cajole him. She had tried to change this. She had tried to do that. Finally, she just said, okay, I'm going to continue with my life and be happy in my life. I, my miracle is going to be I'm going to be happy in my life, even though this is occurring over there that, that can be, you know, a little, you know, upsetting and irritating. But the more that she focused on taking care of herself and being happy with what, she, what her life is like, he all of a sudden, without her asking him, you know, she loves to garden. He spent a good part of the weekend helping her with gardening without her asking. He's helping with more things in the house, whereas before he just sort of acted like, well, why aren't you doing it? Meanwhile, she's the one who's earning the majority of the money. And so what I can tell you is that the miracles occur within you in your relationship and in, you know, be that personal or be that business-wise. So how you feel about you is going to be reflected by those around you. And what happens is that if you are feeling good about yourself, only those people who feel good about themselves are going to be able to be around you because other people who wish to remain negative or upset or whatever, they're not going to want to hang around. <laughs> they leave. And they always do. And you may have seen this already in relationships where someone all of a sudden, and often it is a life-threatening event that will have someone go like this, that's it, I'm out of here. Or they change something very dramatic in their own lives, and the other person is kind of like, whoa, where did you go? Well, it, I don't think it was a question of where they went. It's what they morphed into. And that was their miracle, is that they knew they wanted to be happy. I've spoken to so many men who have told me that there was like a tipping point, that they knew that that was it. And one of these gentlemen is absolutely delightful. Um, I've known him, I guess, about four or five years. Well, longer than that, actually. And he has a top, you know, automotive uh, repair business. And he said that he was working all the time. He said, I never got home to do anything. He said, I never got to enjoy the pool that I was paying for or the garden that the gardener was doing or anything. And he said, finally, he said, I realized I just 
wanted to be happy. So his miracle was, I want to be happy. And he said, I've tried for years to make her be happy. And he said, I I just realized I couldn't do it. So that marriage ended, and he said, and I have to tell you, the stress that came off of him, and he kept having physical ailments that I didn't realize when I know now, I realized that's where it was because if you want to create a miracle in your own body, you have to realize that you can heal your own body. Any of you who may have heard of Louise Hay, I mean, her work is outstanding. I mean, if, if you are having you know, problems, constantly having stomach problems, that's invariably as a result of prolonged uncertainty and a feeling of doom. And someone who, you know, is feeling like in their, they're constantly unhappy, they're constantly, there's, you know, if you feel paralyzed by what's going on with your relationship, the only person who has you, and that's what paralysis for most people, is fear or terror. And, you know, they, they don't feel like they can escape a situation or a person. And yet, you can. And many times we have seen women and men, when they're in a relationship that is spiraling down into, like, Yikesville, that when they, by the, when they finally leave, their world turns on a dime. They, it's, you know, whether you call it the divorce diet or whatever it is, all of a sudden, and I, I see this with women and with men, their miracle is that they, it's almost like they go through that cocoon chrysalis phase and bam, they come out of it. They have changed their hair. They've changed the style. They've changed their clothes. They've changed everything so that they are literally what is on the inside is now being reflected on the outside. And anytime you can do something like that, that's why makeovers are so amazing for people, is that they, they knew something was in there, but they, they didn't know how to create it themselves. Now, let's talk about a relationship where you might be being stonewalled. And this is when it doesn't matter what you do, that other person will not change. Now, I know that one because I went through that in my own marriage. I got completely stonewalled, did not realize what that was, but I knew that it didn't matter what I tried to suggest to move things forward. I couldn't get anything to change. Well, what I also you know, realized after the fact is that he was being unfaithful. Well, not much you can do about that. And yet the thing that makes that often happens for many women is you, they then look and go, oh, what's wrong with me? But my miracle, which was phenomenal, is I saw I will not give away my life. I will not do that. So when I look at, you know, the stonewall that happened, no one could have taught me the things that I learned going through my marriage and divorce. No one. And when I talk to people now about creating the kind of relationship they want or the kind of attention they want, when I make certain comments to them, like, there's no place in the world that is lonelier than a marriage bed with someone who does not want to be there with you. There is no place lonelier because that is where 
societally people think you are getting support. That is where they think, you know, you are, you know, the person is there for you and has your back. No, that's, that, there couldn't be anything further from the truth. And, you know, even, let's, you know, for some people, they, they have open relationships. They may be open at some time, they may be closed at another. Yet, if there's something where you there's a dishonesty or a betrayal of a trust in a relationship, there's not much you can do because you are you're operating from one you know paradigm dynamic and they're operating from another. The best and the most loving thing you can do is to love yourself. There's your miracle. Love yourself so much that you will not put yourself through this. And anyone who says stay together because of the kids, I have friends whose children have said to them, why are you still together? Why are you, and saying this to their father. And, you know, it's like, come on, dad, you need to be, you know, getting a move on on this. Because they know, children know what's going on in relationships. And that's what I asked them. I said, what message are you giving your daughters about what they have to put up with. I I said, that isn't what, I don't think that's the message you want to give them, is it? And he said, no, but I, so anyways, the important thing here is your miracles are inside of you. And they can be something as simple as I am loving, okay? That can be your mantra that you repeat throughout the day, or I am grateful. The I am part of it is hugely important. That's you connecting to main source, whatever it be, I am. Not I want, blah, blah, I need, blah, blah. And always it's a a positive statement. It must be a positive statement. It's not, I don't want to be with someone who's fat. It is, I want, I am healthy, and I am looking for someone who takes care of their own health. So that is that thing. And, And you don't have to do some big rambling thing. You can if you want. But really the big thing is, you being clear about how you want to feel. And you know that feeling, that feeling of contentment, that feeling of abundance, that feeling of you know it when you've got it. So go to there, breathe into that, and remember that and say, I am. I am abundant. I am confident. I am happy. So we're coming up to our next break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about some other tunes, some other things to keep your miracles coming into your relationship. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. frequently drive on a street named Cemetery Hill, which makes me wonder who got to name these streets anyway. Whoever named Psychopath Road in Michigan, for example, must have been off his cursive. I mean, who would ever want that for a mailing address? In Alabama, there is a This Ain't It Road. I guess this is where a lot of lost drivers end up. 
Personally, I would like to live on Slim Bottoms Road in Mount Vernon, New York, even though some might say that would constitute a bit of a teradiddle. That's a little white lie. So what do you call the business of naming things? Onomastics. Finally, there's Little Schmuck Road in Indiana and Cannibal Road in California. I'm sure that keeps people from trespassing. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Whether it's lunges or crunches or tricep dips, there is usually one exercise that you dread doing. I tell my clients that when they are working out on their own, to do the exercise that they like the least first. I have several women clients who really want to shape up their lower body, but they despise lunges or squats in any form. So we always do those exercises at the beginning of the workout when they have more energy and enthusiasm. By waiting until the end of the exercise session, especially if they're working out on their own, it is too easy to cut the workout short and not do those important exercises. For me, abdominal work is my least favorite, so I always do my abdominal exercises right after I warm up. After I get those out of the way, I concentrate on lifting weights, which I really do enjoy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So before the uh, break, I was talking about the miracles that you can create in relationship. And the biggest thing is about how you are being loving to yourself and the, the mantras that you go through each day. Because I, I was doing some um, reading the other day and listening to a gentleman by the name of Bruce Lipton. And he has, now where the heck did I stick his book? It's awesome. But what he talks about is the epigenetics. And he talks about, you know, the, the, you, it's like 5% of what occurs in your life occurs as a result of your actual genes. Because your genes are like little life, light switches. You can turn them off and turn them on. But the biggest thing that makes the difference is how you're thinking about things. And when, you know, he was saying that when you are first learning, when you're a child and growing up, when you're like up to about age seven, you are in a particular brainwave state, and I believe it's called theta. And so you're not even thinking about what you're downloading. You are just downloading everything. You're downloading how people deal with conflict, how they speak to one another, how, you know, what, what they're like when they're angry, what they're like when they're happy, if there's something going on over here or something gone. And so you literally download all of the programs from your parents or from those who are around you, other siblings, whatever. So when you get to being an adult, you literally have to focus on changing what those programs and patterns are. So you may have learned that you are not lovable because you may have had a mother 
who never told you I love you, or you may have had, um, you may you may have been completely aware that you weren't wanted. Okay, let's just go there. Let's go to something that's you know really quite um, enormous, and that's tough. Okay, let me be really serious. For the majority of people, that is a really tough thing to overcome. However, you do have the ability to do so because what happens is your subconscious mind is the one that's really running everything, not your conscious mind, not the one that's at the front that, you know, everyone thinks, oh, my God, great frontal lobes, I can think about everything. Eh, eh, eh. It's your, you know, it's the reptilian brain, the subconscious brain. That's the one that runs you and your relationships and your life. Here's another example. Let's say you are um, about age how would hold, 18 months, a year, you're constantly being told, shh, shh, quiet, quiet, no, no. And, but at what age are you starting to develop language? Around two. And one of the reasons they call it the terrible twos is because you aren't allowed to express yourself. So you end up going, you know, something, you, know, you, you don't get what you want or someone takes something away from you and you're like, and you go out of your mind and you're screaming and then, you know, you get told you're a terrible child and how dare you. And, and, and so what you learn how to do is squelch all your feelings, right? Stop those feelings. You have to sit on top of those feelings and not do it. So then let's fast forward a few years. You're 35 years old. Someone does something to you and then you have that same type of two-year-old, three-year-old outburst. That's because that's how you first learned about emotional you know, when buttons get really pushed, emotional expression. You're like, wow, that's like, hey. And you think to yourself, wow, that was like, where did that come from? Because that that subconscious download that you've always had there. Now, let's say you, again, didn't think you were loving. Your miracle is going to be, you're going to switch this around so that you are very loved. And the one thing that you can do is, you can just repeat, you know, the universe loves me. Even if you can't say that you feel that you love yourself at this moment, you are part of the universe, so it is completely safe to say in a miraculous way, the universe loves me. And when you pay attention to being loving, to being grateful, trust me, this will show up in your life in ways you will never expect. Um, it will show up as someone coming and saying, I really need you to do this type of work for me, and that would be awesome. Um, you could have someone who would show up, and, you know, when people give you attention, that is one of the most seductive things that they can give you. What that also means is that when you give someone your attention, that's one of the most seductive things you can do. So... And, you know, when they talk about affairs, they talk about affairs starting and why affairs start, it's because someone's giving someone attention. It Invariably, it isn't initially just for sex, although for sometimes it is. It's someone making someone feel important or special or powerful. And when I see men going, you know, with women who, you know, you, you your head sort of goes, how did that work? If they have men have paired up with their secretary, it's because their power dynamics already in place. She will always, to a certain extent, be the secretary. He will always be 
the boss. So that's one of the things that when I saw it, first started seeing that, I was like, wow. Now, one of the other things, and I talked about this a little earlier, turn the TV off, okay? Because when you are watching TV, it is you really watching what someone else wants to program your brain. Unless you want to watch something that, you know, is uplifting, it makes you feel good, have at it. But for the majority of things, the news you're going to be listening to is going to be depressing. <laughs> the information you're going to see is not going to make you feel good. And the most popular shows are highly violent and always about something where someone is getting, you know, murdered or beaten up or this else. And that's not what you want your world to be, right? So if you want to have the attention in your life, and if you want to have love in your life, turn the TV off. Read something that's uplifting. When I tell you that reading is one of the number, leaders are readers. They just are. And also, knowing how to write things for yourself. And, you know, you can read that little note around for yourself going like this. You know, hey, you're pretty special. Excellent. Anything that you can do that says, I am worthy. I am, and fill in the blank in a positive way. Those will create your miracle. And it may come in a day. It may come in a week. But if you have a thought that goes, oh, but I'm not really all that lovable because I'm, you know, 40 pounds overweight, you have just stopped yourself from being lovable, okay? You have to, it's almost like you have to have seven thoughts that are of a positive nature to override the negative. And it's almost like you have to have, like it's a 60-40, and then it's all of a sudden, it's not, it's not about the thinking of it. Like now when I walk down the street, I literally make a point of thinking, and I do this in airports, I've said this before, I look at people and I go, I am you and you are me, and we're not separate. We are one and the same. Because we've all had lifetimes and times when we've had incredible wealth, been very poor, been very powerful, been very powerless. We've been uh, one color, one sex. We've been this, we've been that. We've been the whole range of things. So that's inside of you. That's that part of you that is the universal spirit. You are that. So tapping into it will invariably have you be kinder and more gentle with yourself. Is there something you love to do? Like my friend who likes to go, she just gets so connected with her world when she works in her garden, even if it's for 10 minutes. She loves that. So is there something that you can do for five minutes a day? Maybe it's just walking up and down um, a hallway where you think of your, you know what, I am very loved. You could also do the Honopono prayer, and that's the one that says, you know, for yourself or for, for whatever you may be around, it's like, I'm sorry, I forgive you, thank you, I love you. So what that does is it releases all of those subconscious thoughts, like that thing where someone said you weren't loving. You can just say, the universe loves me, I am lovable. The universe loves me, I am lovable. And when you do something that you think people are going to be critical about or whatever, cancel that. That's them being, you know, negative over there. 
And the same thing for yourself. We have been programmed to be very judgmental, to be very, um, and, you know, the anonymity of people on the Internet has made people, you know, be, you know, bullying, trolling in ways that they never were before. So the minute that you feel yourself wanting to do that knee-jerk reaction of make a judgment on someone, stop, cancel, cancel, and go, you know, you can be an observer, but you don't have to make a comment. You don't have to make a judgment. You can observe this thing. You can observe um, an event. You don't have to make a judgment. What that judgment will do is keep dragging you down. And if you want to have miracles in your life, if you want to have things, and you know, the bigger thing too, many people, they all of a sudden go, you know what, I don't want to have as much of this stuff around me. I'm really happy. You know, that's a great thing about moving or, or changing things. Yes, there's the stress of it. It could be very, you know, it could be very um, happy thing. I'm going to go moving in together. We're doing this or whatever. Yet, moving often has you look at things and go, you know what, I don't want to carry that past into my future. Because your present is where you are. There's nothing that's more powerful than right now. So I have something that I do right after I do my show that I listen to, and it just makes me feel so fabulous. I also look at great pictures on the wall that I put up. I have my dream board. But I do things, I keep attention on how to be nice to myself. So thank you very much for being with me today. One of my other guests, at the Safe Kids was Orna Perkin, and she has a book called The Yummier You, and which is terrific. And also, Ali LaPrice's show is This Little Parent Stayed Home. It's terrific. Thank you very much for being with me. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, loupadgett.com and the contact button. And I think I'll be back. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.